Now that's what we do here. If you are new, you'll see me with this big screen. I'll have you say some things. And when you leave, you just might have learned something about a subject that you didn't know quite as much about as you thought. Amen? And this is a big one. Mercy. Mercy. Let's roll it, Raj. Thank you, buddy, for helping me. Look at that box. What an unusual thing. Where did that come from? That's actually the Ark of the Covenant. And we're going to talk about that today from the Old Testament. It sounds like, what? You know, how can I understand this? You'll see the Ark of the Covenant. That's what that is. This message is built around that. And the title of today's message, say it with me, is the what? The Mercy Seat. And I love this title. Say it with me. The Place Where God and Man Meet. Say it all one more time. The Mercy Seat. The Place Where God and Man Meet. So let's talk about it. Where can God meet man or women? It's crazy. It's called the mercy seat. Going to be in the Old Testament a good bit today. We'll be in Leviticus. We'll be in Exodus. We'll also be in 1 John. We'll be in Hebrews. A little bit of Romans. So it's a a pretty in-depth message about a subject that's very rarely talked about. Let's do it today. One of my favorite scriptures, you'll hear me quote it often around here. And this was manifested, the love of God toward us, because that God sent His only begotten Son into the world that we might live through Him. And this is a part I'll say a lot. Here in His love, not that we loved God, but that He loved us. And He loved us what? First. He loved us first, and He sent His Son to be, here's a big fancy word, say it with me, the propitiation. Wow, what is that for our sins? I'm glad you asked. That's where we're going. We're diving in right there. Y'all ready to go? Here we go. If you're expecting to sleep on me, you're a lunatic. If you sleep on me, I've said it many times, we know you're taking pills. Just think about it. Yeah, there you go. Here we go. Let's talk about that mercy seat. The word propitiation in that scripture in 1 John is the same word, mercy seat. Jesus Christ, God loved us. He gave His Son to be the mercy seat for you and me. What? Mercy seat. Propitiation, mercy seat. Yes, the same word. That word, propitiation or mercy seat, say it with me. It means to what? appease God's wrath. It means to do what? Pay in full what God demands. Finally, it means a great word for mercy. A great word for mercy is that definition. Say it with me. The price is... One more time. The price is... You ever, you ever granted somebody mercy? You ever been in a position in your life, and we're going to talk about it next week, not this week, but when somebody's hurt you so bad, they couldn't go back and undo what they did. You ever been there? Somebody's hurt you that bad? And you gave them mercy? Instead of beating the crap out of them? Or, excuse me, killing them? You ever wanted to kill somebody, but instead you gave them mercy? Let me see some hands in there. Got anybody else other than me in the room? I'm serious. Mercy. Mercy is a big word. But see now, God had mercy on us. He's holy, holy, holy. We ain't, ain't, ain't. 
and he had mercy on us. This is a powerful message. It's an incredible subject to study after the cross and the resurrection. So let's, let's just keep moving. Let's dig a little bit, see if we can't help ourselves today. So the mercy seat. So what is the mercy seat? I put that box up there, the Ark of the Covenant. What is that? Is it a chair somewhere in a room somewhere? What is the mercy seat? And where was the mercy seat? So let's go to the Old Testament and let's, let's learn about the mercy seat. And it's all going to make sense as we wrap back around. But you need to listen. Let's get it down. In Exodus, God told Moses, they shall make an ark, A-R-K. What is that? It's a box. You just saw a rendition of it. It looks like a cedar chest size, about four foot long, two feet wide. He said, I want you, God said, I want you to make an ark of acacia wood. And back in the Old Testament, the children of Israel, they didn't have a church like this. And before the temple... They had a tabernacle. Say that with me. They had a what? Tabernacle. The word tabernacle means meeting place. That's what it was. You ever been to a tent revival? How many ever been to one of those church in a tent somewhere? You ever done one of them? That's basically what it was, a tent meeting. This was a tent in the Old Testament, and they would meet God there in that tent. And inside that tent, of course, there was a veil, and behind that veil, there was a Something called the Ark of the Covenant. The Ark. And it was a box again, four foot long, two foot wide. And we'll just read about it and we'll learn real quick. So this is the size. In case you would, two cubits and a half shall be the length and a cubit and a half the breadth and a cubit and a half the height. And you shall put into the Ark the testimony which I shall give you. That's the Ten Commandments. Can you say Ten Commandments? So inside this box was what? The what? The Ten Commandments. The law. Say the law. The. How many ever broke the Ten Commandments in this room? Can I see some guilty people? Remember that. That's in that box. Also was in that box manna from when God fed them in the wilderness and also Aaron's rod that budded. But the main thing that keeps getting repeated in that box is the commandments. The law. So there's something about that law in that box. So we're learning. So, you shall make two cherubim, like angels, of gold. You'll put them on top of the box, one on each end. Of beaten work shall you make them. And you shall put the mercy seat above the ark. Uh Uh-oh, what's that mean? What do you mean? The ark is this thing. It's four foot, two feet. You're going to put the mercy seat above the ark. What was the mercy seat? The mercy seat was the lid of the box. Say that with me. The mercy seat was the the lid of the... And on the lid of this box, there were two cherubims on either end of this box. So far, so good. This was in the tabernacle. It was the most important thing in the tabernacle. And the box, the most important thing on the ark was the lid. That's called the mercy seat. So far, so good. Okay, here we go. So you shall put the mercy seat above upon the ark. And in the ark you shall put the testimony that I'll give you. That's the commandments. And I love this line. That's why I titled the message. The mercy seat, the place where God and man meet. Read that with me. 
and there I will meet with you. See, the mercy seat, guys, that's how you come to the Lord. It's His mercy. It's a lie that you come to God on your good works. It's a lie. Church is lying to you. Your works is as filthy rags. Does the Bible say that somewhere? Oh, yeah. All of sinning comes short of the what? Glory of God. Works will not save you. It never saved you. You'd be wise after you get saved to quit acting like your works is keeping you saved. It never was that way. Man could never do anything but screw it up. When it comes to holiness and living for God, we need the Lord, man. And we need Him totally. Now, we got you now. We're good. So the mercy seat, that's where I'll meet with you. God's speaking to Moses and to Israel. And I'll commune with you from above the mercy seat, from between the two cherubims. So the presence of God, the Shekinah glory of God, I don't understand everything, but inside this tabernacle, God would meet. As Moses uh, saw God speak to him out out of the bush, in the tabernacle, God would meet above that mercy seat. You understand? Between those two cherubims, a cloud of God's glory. And again, I don't understand everything. I'm just telling you. So between the two cherubims, which are upon the ark of the testimony, and all the things which I give you in commandment unto the children of Israel. So, let's go to Leviticus now, chapter 16. And the Lord said unto Moses... Speak to Aaron, your brother. Aaron was the priest. He was the high priest. Okay? Speak to Aaron, your brother, the high priest, that he come not at all times into the tabernacle, and especially into this holy place, within the veil, to the Ark of the Covenant, the mercy seat, which is upon the Ark. Don't you have him just coming and he waltzing in here? God speaking. Because if he does, he's going to do what? Kill him. For I will appear in the cloud above the mercy seat. So you had to come God's way. Isn't that funny how we make it a different way now? I'm good. Go to church. Give money. But you refuse to come to Jesus Christ? Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. Did he say that? There is only one way. Yeah, but that doesn't sound nice. You know, since when ain't it nice God giving his son so the whole world can be saved? Amen. Say, since when is it nice making up stuff that ain't true to get somewhere you ain't going? But that was nice. Sounds like our government. You hear me or not? Say, some of the dumbest people making the dumbest decisions thinking, we'll make it great. You're an idiot. But that's just a country we're talking about. This is heaven or hell. You don't want to miss heaven. Because of some bad teaching. Y'all hear me? So we're going to pound here. He said, tell Aaron, who's the high priest, to take the blood of a bull and sprinkle it with his finger upon the mercy seat. He's giving him instructions. Blood. (laughs) Upon the mercy seat eastward and before the mercy seat, shall he sprinkle the blood with his finger how many times? Seven's mentioned a lot in the Bible, especially in the book of Revelation. Number of completion. Unusual. But this is the way you're going to do it. Then shall he kill a goat. 
of the sin offering. And that's for the who? Because we're sinners. And bring his blood within the veil. I know that's spelled different. That's the way the King James has it. And do with that blood as he did with the blood of the bull. And sprinkle it upon the mercy seat and before the mercy seat. So you see, Aaron gets instructions. Are we cool so far? Your head about to pop off your shoulders? You're all right. How you doing? You with me so far? So-so? You'll be okay. Amen. I'm playing with him. And Aaron shall make an atonement when he does this for the holy place because of uncleanness of the children of Israel and because of their transgressions and all their sins. And so shall he do for the tabernacle of the congregation that remains among them in the midst of their uncleanness. And there shall be no man in the tabernacle of the congregation when he goes in to make an atonement in the holy place until he comes out. The priest would do this. And have made an atonement for himself. Did, did you just hear that or not say? So the priest would make atonement for the people, but he would also make it for who? Don't worship a priest. It's stupid. Worshiping a preacher. Oh, you seen so and so on TV. You are a lunatic. Don't worship people. You worship me, you'll go straight to hell. Got it? Yes or no? Come on, man. He, even back then, when they're making an offering, he's making an offering for himself and for the people. And this is God's Word. And for his household, and for all the congregation of Israel. So now, we've said a lot, so how about we just review real quick? Let's let Roger help us. Let's review real quick on the screen. What have we talked about so far? The mercy seat. We're talking about mercy for two weeks here. You might say, why'd you do all this? Why didn't you just go to mercy? Because this is where mercy starts. We don't know anything about mercy until you go here. This is where mercy began. Y'all understand or not? So if I'm going to be a person of mercy, I need to learn from the one who wrote the book on mercy and gave his son because of mercy. And maybe I can be a little better at giving mercy in my life. But first, I need to receive mercy. Say that with me. I need to what? I need to receive mercy, baby. Come on. So, the mercy seat is where God and man meets. That's what we've learned so far. So we saw that box, the Ark of the Covenant. See it? The most important piece in all the tabernacle was called the Ark of the Covenant. So we learned that. Now, it was made of acacia wood. It was covered with gold. Looks something like that. It resembled a cedar chest. It's four feet long, two feet wide, about two feet high. Have we learned that? Sure we have. It contains several important objects, but the most important object that was repeated over and over and over again when you read the Scripture was the two stones on which was written the what? So inside, under that lid, was the Ten Commandments, which we've all testified today. We've all broken. Yes or no? And I think that's the point. Inside that box is God's law, and we're all guilty. And on top of that was the mercy seat where blood would be shed and sprinkled and the priest would do it for himself and for his family and for the people of Israel. Because underneath that lid is sin. And above that lid is the presence of God. And God would forgive their sin. And that's what the mercy seat was all about. So the lid of box was made of gold. It was called the what? Mercy seat. On the top of the box stood two golden cherubim. We saw that. 
once a year. We just read it during the great day of atonement in October. The high priest would enter the Holy of Holies, separated from the holy place by a thick veil. It would sprinkle blood upon the mercy seat for the sins of Israel, himself, his family. Have we seen that clearly so far? Everybody on the same page with me? Here's the nice thing. You're halfway home. Above the entire ark dwelt the Shekinah glory cloud of God. So between the law that we can't keep and the glory of God that we ain't never going to see was something called the mercy seat. And when you understand this better, you understand the cross. You understand the death of Christ. You understand God having to do this himself because we've all sinned. So God the Father gave God the Son. And we see in the New Testament God the Holy Spirit impregnating Mary. Is that correct? So God is God, and God did all this. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit made it possible so you and I could be saved. Keep looking. Perhaps the most thrilling thing seen here is the one thing that stood between the broken law, and i said it several times, that man could not keep, and the holy and righteous wrath of God was the what on that mercy seat? The blood of the Lamb. No wonder when John the Baptist saw Jesus, he said, say it with me, Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the... See, he was on the page, baby. He understood what Jesus was all about. Didn't understand totally, but he was on that same page. He was the forerunner. So the mercy seat. Now here's something interesting. I need you to get this. This is huge for you people that think you're good enough to go to heaven because of your good works. I want you to hear me today. You might not like me as if I care, okay? When it comes to this, I would rather you be angry with me and learn something instead of making up crap. The mercy seat was a seat. But no one ever sat on it. Say that with me. The mercy seat was a seat, but no one ever... Isn't that odd? Yes or no? Why you call something the mercy seat when ain't nobody ever sat on it? Because nobody could. Nobody could. Nobody could take and put their butt... On the mercy seat. Next time you think your good works are going to get you to heaven, quit looking at your face and look at your rear end. Do you hear me or not? Why don't you think about that? I'm good. I give. I look good. I go to church. Excuse me. Why don't you look at the rear end of your butt? Your sorry, stinking tail. And somehow you think you're going to make it to heaven? I think that's a pretty good picture you got today from old Gary. I'm probably about the only one that's going to say it. He'd make a great T-shirt. What's that? Mercy seat, a butt starting to sit on it. You go, no. Isn't that odd, though, that something was called a mercy seat and nobody ever sat on it? Nobody could. Nobody could. Matter of fact, they couldn't even touch it. If they touched it, they would what? Did that happen to a... Did, did we see at least one story in the Old Testament where that happened? Yes or no? Absolutely. Then we see a whole nation that was cursed with tumors and things like that when they stole it. Is that correct? So, but here we are today, 
in 2022, we're the new modern church, and we think when asked, is Jesus Christ the only way to heaven? Joel Olstein said, no, I can't be a... Je-. What are you talking about? Later he apologized. I appreciate it. But we think we're so slick to make up another way to heaven. Y'all hear me or not? And I know that's strong. Good. Eat it up with a spoon today. Okay? The high priest didn't sit on the mercy seat. His butt would have been fried. The mercy seat was a seat. Nobody sat on it. The high priest was just a man. Say that with me. The high priest was what? Do we have a high priest and what's his name? Jesus. Absolutely. He needed atonement for himself and for his home and for all of Israel. So we learned a little bit. The high priest couldn't propitiate God. Could something the high priest did in himself appease the wrath of God? Absolutely not. He wasn't righteous enough to appease God. That's why no priest is righteous enough to appease God now. You can come and talk to me, but I can't forgive your sins. I'm a sinner just like you. Worse, maybe. It's a good message. I like the message. To appease God or to meet God's demand for sin, it took something else. It took what? Say it with me. It took what? It still does. Did you hear what Miss Karen was playing? The blood shall never finish it. Lose its power. Isn't that amazing? You ever heard this song? There is power in the what? What can wash away my sin? Nothing but the... These weren't crazy people that wrote songs. That's the Word of God. Amen? And you might say, Clark, you're boring me to tears. I knew this already. I doubt it. I doubt most people saw the correlation, and I guarantee it you ain't never heard the butt line. (laughs) Come on. Let's keep going. For the life of the flesh is in the what? It's, it's something, buddy. If your blood's screwed up, you're screwed up. And without the precious blood of Christ, you're screwed up forever. You must put your faith in Christ. I hope you're hearing that message loud and clear. And what I want you to do is sincerely today appreciate that. And use, say it from a, from a reasonable thinking person. This isn't pie in the sky crazy. This is pretty the simple gospel. God gave his son because nobody else could do it. God had to do this. If we were going to get to heaven, God did it. And we're not an accident. God made us in his image and his likeness, and he loves us. And he doesn't want you to perish. He's not willing that any should perish, but all come to repentance. But you have to sincerely put your faith in Christ. And you've got to reject good works. You've got to reject... Oh, I believe in that preacher. You've got to reject. I go to church. I give money. You must put your faith totally and only in Christ. That's the message today. The life of the flesh is in the blood. I've given it to you upon the altar to make an atonement for your souls. Say it with me. For it is the blood that makes an atonement for the... But a priest said do this every year. Every year. Oh, it's funny about that mercy seat. One last thing. Nobody ever sat on it. But what does the Bible say about Jesus? Jesus is now what? Sat down, or he's now what? Seated where? At the right hand of God the Father. Keep going. Wherever? 
lives to do what? Make intercession for our sins. See, the blood will never lose its power. Let's thank you for that. Come on, that's pretty nice of you, Lord. Pretty nice. Pretty good stuff. The mercy seat was also a what? It wasn't just a seat that nobody sat on. It was a lid. What does a lid do? It does what? It covers something. And that's what the blood of God's Son, Jesus Christ, does for us. It covers. Have you been washed in the blood? Have you covered? I know. You might say, that's gruesome. It's not gruesome. It's what God accepts. We're sinners. He's holy. We're shot. God gave His Son, and our sin, who we are, has been covered by His blood, and we have everlasting life. And you say, well, that don't make sense. If I was you, I would believe God instead of arguing with Him. Because God said, as clever as you think you are, without faith it's impossible to do what? Please me. Amen? Almost done. The same word as the lid or covering. It's interesting, of the Ark of the Covenant, the same word for lid or covering is this word right here. Atonement. I just find all this very fascinating, don't you? It was no accident that Jesus came before the foundations of the world. It was ordained that He would come. Our sin didn't catch God by surprise. God has always loved me. He knew you before you were in your mother's womb. You matter. Say, I matter. I have value. Go ahead. I, I'm not a piece of garbage. I'm not a piece of garbage. God loves me. Amen? When you take away Christ, you take away the blood, you take away the cross, which many try to do, you take away real meaning and value to a person's life. Amen? We're the light of the world. We, we're, this message is what gives the world hope. Great message. First John 2, 2, and Jesus is the propitiation. That's the same word for what? Mercy seat. Yeah, mercy seat. Same word for mercy seat. Now, the lid is the same word for atonement. However, inside that lid is atonement. So Jesus is the propitiation for our sins, not for ours only, but for the sins of the who? What did Jesus say? Go into all the what? And preach the gospel. Christianity isn't an American gospel. People came here from another land, England, Holland. They came here and settled this land because they were believers in Christ. And they wanted to live out their faith and preach the word. And you and I are beneficiaries of that. That's why I say every Sunday, let's do it again. Let's thank God we live in America. Come on, that's who we are. We're Christians. That makes us different. Amen? Makes us different, man. It's, it's awesome. And this was manifested the love of God. I've said it before. Because that God sent His only begotten Son into the world that we might live through Him. Here in His love. Not that we loved God. No, we're crazy. But that He loved us first. And He sent His Son to be the propitiation, the mercy seat, the sacrifice, the atonement. You fill in the blank in that word. It's a big old word, ain't it? For our sins. Jesus Christ is our propitiation. We're just wrapping up now. So Jesus propitiated God. What does that mean again? Say it with me. He did what? You ever heard this? He took my beating. Jesus took my beating. See, he appeased the wrath of God. You getting beat, big deal. We deserve it. Amen? He took our, he took our beating. He paid in full the demands of God. 
So you can keep trying your good works and this whatever you believe. I go home and it'd be, hmm, you can try it till your homer's broke. And you do that all day, but it's never going to appease the wrath of God. God accepted one sacrifice, and that's the sacrifice of His Son. Do you believe in His Son today? Am I pounding this into your head? You feel like you've been in a boxing match with me? I want you to get it. Honestly, I didn't get it for years. I still waffled between some you know, good works and going, you know, even though I was a Christian, I didn't get this settled. You can get this settled today if you want to and free yourself up and thank God for the mercy of God and go live your life strong for the Lord. Free and be a person that can offer mercy to other people. The price is paid because of Jesus Christ, not because of a church, not because of anything we do. It was paid because of Him. He died on the cross. He resurrected from the dead. His blood was offered to God upon the what? For us. And God the Father did what? Accepted the blood sacrifice of His Son, Jesus, for all of us. Jesus said it this way. It is... Now, I'm not. A couple of seconds. My point is, did you, are you feeling the message, though, of that mercy seat box? Are you seeing, wow, wow, man, this didn't come out of the blue somewhere. This has been happening a long time. The Bible says we've all sinned, come short of His glory. We're justified freely by His grace, not your grace, through the redemption of that is in Christ Jesus, not in you and me. Or a church or a priest, whom God has set forth to be a what? A propitiation, a mercy seat, a sacrifice through faith in His what? People literally say, You don't believe in that blood religion, do you? How many ever had somebody say that to you? You don't believe in that blood religion, do you? I guess it's just me that said, had that. You've had it. You're a preacher. They say that to us sometimes to criticize us. And I know what you say. Absolutely. You know what I say? Spell my name right. Right there. Without the blood, we don't have salvation. We're men most miserable. Yes or no? Do you know Christ today? Have I hammered that? You came today. Maybe you came with a family member or a friend just to do them a favor. But you can leave on your way to heaven. You can leave knowing I believe in the Lord. I'm saved. I'm loved. And you mean he didn't ask me for money to buy it? No, because you can't. They're lying to you. They're lying to you. The price has been paid because that's what the word mercy means. I love that. You mean even poor folk don't have nothing can come to Christ? Oh, absolutely. We're all poor and miserable and undone, aren't we? Whom God has set forth to be a propitiation through faith in His blood to declare His righteousness for the what? Remission of your sins and my sins that are past... Through the forbearance of God. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you, Lord, for receiving that on my behalf. To declare, I say at this time, His righteousness, that He might be just. See, God is just in saving you and me. Because you're a good person. No, because He's, he's just because His Son gave His precious blood. And God was appeased. His wrath was appeased on our behalf. So therefore, we can have everlasting life. What a powerful message. God can be perfectly righteous in forgiving our sins because of the blood sacrifice, the payment in full by His Son, Jesus Christ. Nobody else's name can ever go there. You must put your faith in Him and Him alone. And you need to do that sincerely today. 
It's sitting filling out a little card. I, I did that. You need to believe this down in your gut. I think I've made a compelling case today. And I'm not asking you to give us anything. You don't ever have to come back again. I'd love to have you back. But more than anything, I'd love to see you in heaven. I'd love you to know that the devil ain't your daddy no more because of your faith in Christ. That's the message today. We'll finish with this. All the demands of God were met, and we now have been declared what? I think we should thank you for that, too. How about we do that right there? How about that? Thank you, Lord. Amen. Now, Roger's going to make the case for us. I'm going to read the Scripture. I want you to see what you have in Christ now. I just want you to read. We're going to read Hebrews. I want you to see the list that we, we build. By the which will we are sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once for all. And every priest... Stands daily ministering and offering oftentimes the same sacrifices which can never take away sin. But this man, Jesus, after he offered one sacrifice for sins forever, that makes sense. Say it with me. Sat down on the right hand of God. I love that, don't you? From henceforth, expecting till his enemies be made his footstool. For by one offering he has perfected forever them that are sanctified. Whereof the Holy Ghost also is a witness to us. For after that he had said before, Jesus did. This is the covenant that I will make with them after those days, says the Lord. I will put my laws into their heart and in their minds I will... Write them. And their sins, would you say this one with me? And iniquities will I remember no more. Are they not remembered because I gave money to the church? Are they not remembered because I'm a good person? I picked up my neighbor's mail. I fed their doggy when they were gone. Or are they remembered no more because Jesus Christ paid in full and appeased the wrath of God by shedding his blood on our behalf? See the difference? Yeah, praise the Lord. That's a big difference, isn't it? Big difference. And you know, I'll be criticized for message like this later. I'll be criticized by thinking, oh, he's just one of them preachers that believes in easy believism, once saved, always saved, live like crazy per. It was easy on me. It was easy on me, and it was easy on you. He did it all. We did squat. To get ourselves to save ourselves. Now, it's a shame when we don't live for the Lord. That's the truth. Yes or no? And we're not the light. And it's, it's a disgrace to Him. But thankfully, He's a loving God with a whole lot of mercy. Amen? And He paid the price. Now, where, there, where remission of these is, there's no more what? There's no more offering for sin. When you put your faith in Christ, you need to just stop thinking you're, you're offering something for sin anymore. You're not. It's done. It's finished. He did it. Powerful message today. Look at that list. What a list. We'll finish with these few scriptures without a list. The mercy seat, the place where God and man meet. I think we hammered that today. Having therefore, brethren, boldness now. Boldness. I, I think you know why now, don't you? Say. 
Boldness. Boy, he was timid, that priest, going into that, that tabernacle and behind that veil. But because of Jesus Christ, we can enter that. How? How do we do it now? Boldness. Boldness. To enter the holiness by the what? Blood of Jesus. By a new and living way which He has consecrated through, for us through the veil. That is to say, His what? He gave His flesh for me. And having a high priest over the house of God. That's Jesus. Let us now draw near with a true heart. Down in our gut. We believe this. And full assurance of faith. I believe this. Having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience. And our bodies have been washed with pure water. Verse 23, say it with me. Let us hold fast the profession of our faith without what? Wavering. For He is faithful who promised me this. See the difference? Now, if you're trusting you, you ought to be like wavering all the time. But I trust Him. My faith is in Him. And He never lies. That's strong. And let us consider one to another to provoke each other now to love and to good works. Is love the right thing? Mm-hmm. Is good works the right thing? Mm-hmm. Did it save us? Mm-mm. But are we to provoke one another and encourage one another in this way? Of course we are. That's why we have church. Look at verse 25. This is the church verse. Say it with me. Not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is. But we are to exhort one another and so much more as we see the day of his return. What? Let's thank the Lord for a message on the mercy seat.